Hello, friends and family. Welcome back for another episode of the podcast. First, some good news. This week, we're highlighting the Washburn Center for Children. This is an organization based in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area in Minnesota. They work with children's mental health needs, specifically things like ADD, trauma, behavioral problems and learning difficulties, depression and anxiety. They work with children ages birth to 18 years old. And according to their website, last year they served about 3,900 children and 11,700 families, which is pretty incredible. You can check out what they're doing at washburn.org. That's W-A-S-H-B-U-R-N.org. And especially if you live in that area and could use some of their services. When doing a little checking in the history of the Washburn Center for Children, I found and just kind of liked this fact and really liked this name. The center was started in its original form by Cadwallader C. Washburn. I think that's the pronunciation, but just a top-shelf name. Cadwallader, C-A-D-W-A-L-L-A-D-E-R. Cadwallader C. Washburn, who was one of the co-founders of the milling company that became General Mills. And he founded the Washburn Memorial Orphan Asylum after there was a mill explosion that left several children orphaned. So, obviously, that's a tragic start, but I was... Enjoy stories where somebody steps up in a time of need when somebody is a helper. And it appears that the Washburn Center has been helping a lot of people for a long time. The longer I teach, the more important I realize it is to treat those social emotional needs of our young people. I always refer to it the same as if we had some sort of physical illness. If a student had the flu, we wouldn't expect them to be in class. We wouldn't expect them to pay attention and be achieving high academic marks. We would want them to get feeling better. But the social, emotional, the mental health traumas, the learning challenges that we don't see are kind of the same thing. We wouldn't expect a student with the flu to sit in class and solve for X, but we do expect students with social-emotional trauma to do that very thing. That doesn't really add up. And I think things have gotten better with the help of organizations like the Washburn Center, We need to keep supporting that work to help not only our young people, but everyone address those internal needs, those things that aren't so visible, to get to the root of the problem, which is something else we're going to be talking about this week. 
so that we can move forward to learn and grow and do those other things. So this is just a shout out to the Washburn Center. Check out the things they've got going on if you're in that area and could use some services. They're a resource to which you can turn. This is Family Time 78, and we're talking about our issues. We're moving toward responsible decision-making as one of our core social-emotional learning competencies. And responsible decision-making really starts with us identifying the areas of need in our lives. So that's all we're doing this week, is I want you to identify some issues in your life, to sort of air things out, to be open and honest about the things in your life that are challenging, that are concerning, things that you want to work on and improve. That's how we begin any journey, is deciding where it is we want to go. And I think it's important to understand, for me, identifying issues isn't complaining. I don't, I don't believe in complaining. It's the bottom line. Sometimes I feel a little bad for my own children because... I'll tell them, hey, when complaining solves a problem, we'll consider it. Until then, we're not complaining. I want them to be open and honest about the things that are bothering them. I appreciate when they tell me about their day, the things that were stressful, the conflicts they had. But there's a thin line between just complaining to complain and actually identifying issues with the intent of solving a problem. And sometimes we do just want to vent a little bit. And if that actually solves the problem, if we were just frustrating about, frustrated about something and sharing it, talking about it, makes us feel better and solves the problem, well, that's fine. But it's easy for us to fall into the trap of complaining for the sake of complaining. Or really, complaining for the sake of attention. A lot of times, we don't really want a problem to be solved because we want to complain about it. We want the attention that comes from that. And I think, really, more often than that, we want the connection that comes from having a problem. People can relate to having a hard time. And if we're talking with people, it becomes very easy for us to commiserate about our own challenges. And we all have a desire, a need for a sense of belonging. That kind of is an an easy way to tie in with a group, to share similar problems. Again, some of that's not bad. But when it's 
when we're only complaining for that attention and we're not trying to solve any problems. I don't have a lot of time for that. What I want us to do, what I want you to do this week, is identify some issues and be honest. What are the things that are troublesome in your life but don't just sit and complain and complain and this problem and this problem and this problem and this problem. Let's try to identify a few things that are genuine issues. And let's try to get to the root of the problem. That's another thing. We often attack issues in our lives, but it's sort of like the hydra in Greek mythology. We start cutting these heads off just for two more to grow back in its place. Because we're not getting to the heart of the hydra. We're not getting to the root of the problem. We're busy looking at surface level issues. And we're not really getting to what's causing the problem. And that can be hard to identify. But that's why we're going to spend some time practicing it. I want you to think about two different categories of issues in your life. First, identify some situational issues. Those would be things that exist in our life environmentally, situationally, things that stress you out, challenges that you have. Could be family, friends, relationships, could be work, responsibilities you have at home, those sorts of things. Those are the situational issues we're talking about. And that's really just identifying what are some things that stress you out, that are challenges you have in your life. We all have them. Everyone does. That's something that took me a while to realize. I suppose on an intellectual level, for most of my life, I understood that, okay, everybody has problems, everybody has issues, everybody has hopes and fears and dreams and heartache and hardships. But it's easy for us to feel like our problems are unique to us. In some ways they are. No one is ever going to feel the same, exactly the same about a situation. But when I really spent time connecting with other people, trying to empathize with other people, it made it so much easier to recognize that we all have issues. We all have fears. We all have insecurities. We all have anxieties. And that can be, should be, a unifying force. Too often in our lives, in the world, we let that be a source of conflict. We see it with 
political parties. We see it with any social situation where we fall into toxic groups. It's not bad to belong to a group. Again, we all need that sense of belonging. But when we fall into these negative, I'm on one side, you're on the other side, that sort of toxic tribalism, I think more often than not, that stems from fear, from discomfort. But it would be so much better when we can recognize that I have these fears, I have these challenges, I have these issues, and so do you. You also have issues. Maybe they're the same or similar, and we're approaching them from two different ends of a spectrum. Maybe your issues are completely different than mine, and I don't understand yours. But I really think that can be a unifying thing if we were just all a little more open about the real heart of the issue about what we're really afraid of, about what's really stressing us out, about how the challenges are really impacting us on a personal level. And that's the next thing. I want you to identify those situational issues, things that maybe we don't have total control over. There are always going to be situational things in our lives that It's like the weather. We're not able to control the weather. That that gets back to complaining. It always interests me a little bit when people complain about things like the weather. We don't have any control there. Outside of our personal decisions. Complaining about a rainy day isn't going to make it stop raining. Complaining about the cold isn't going to make the sun come out and warm things up. We can prepare for the weather. We can dress for the weather. We can change our plans if we need to. We only have control of our decisions. We can't control the weather. Same with people. We're not able to control other people. Their decisions, their beliefs, their views, how they feel. Sometimes we can influence people, hopefully in a positive way. But complaining about someone else's behaviors is silly to me. We're not able to change someone else's behaviors. We can control our behaviors. So maybe a situational issue might be the relationship you have with someone else. Might be something at work, something at school, whatever it is. But then the next thing I want us to identify is our personal issues. These are 
really our own areas of desired improvement. These could be things like maybe we feel we have a hard time managing our stress. Maybe we are unhappy about the way we deal with our anger. Those are personal issues. And it's important to be honest about those things as well. For me, if I'm going through situational issues and personal issues, situationally, I'm very, very fortunate that I love my job, I love my family, my friend groups. Very fortunate with that. So the things that are sort of situational issues for me are things that connect to those aspects of my life that are important. And something that's sometimes stressful isn't necessarily bad. Stress can even be a positive thing. We need some stress to learn and grow and adapt. But I think of my family life, an issue is the balance between support and struggle, for instance. When I'm working with, doing anything with my own children or working with my students, I'm always trying to find that balance of how much just unconditional support do I give versus how much do I, do I let the individual struggle learn some things on, on his or her own. That, that's an issue that I have. That's something that concerns me, something I think about quite a bit. With my children or with my students, a concern of mine is if I'm doing the right things to meet their needs, if I'm meeting the correct needs. Those are sort of situational issues. Something that's frustrating in education and as a parent is the realization that I'm not able to solve every problem for my children or my students. That's an issue. That's something that concerns me, something that I think about. I wouldn't even consider it a bad thing. And I try to detach myself a little bit once I've identified an issue to try to take a step back and say, well, this, this is the thing. So what can I do to address it? And there might be some aspects of the situation that I'm not able to totally control. But I can realize, okay, Maybe it stresses me out at school sometimes. If I feel like I'm not, if we're doing social emotional stuff and I feel like, wow, I, I don't feel like we're totally meeting all the social emotional needs of our students. What can I try to do to make things a little bit better? How can I try to balance serving those needs and still letting students be independent thinkers and letting them struggle a little bit and then being there with the proper supports. If I think of my personal issues, 
I would probably point out things like I tend to be pretty bullheaded in the sense that, honestly, I've never really liked being told what to do. My, I think, my parents can attest to that. Other family members. I think probably anyone who's ever been in a relationship with me can probably attest to that. Something I try to address and I've tried to be a lot better at as a communicator, as someone who tries to concede points and issues. But I do tend to be pretty bullheaded. I like to do things the way I like to do things, and I don't like being told what to do. Even in a relationship, I, I have no problem being asked to do something. I love helping people, but there's something about just someone trying to tell me what I should be doing. And that's, that's an issue that I know I have to deal with. Sometimes I can be sort of, I can be maybe independent to a point that is challenging for other people in my life. That I'm sort of, that I'm often happy to just go about and do things on my own. And that can be hard in a relationship. Those are issues that I know that I have that I try to continually work on. When I was a younger man, I had a very, I would say, bad temper where I would let things sort of build up emotionally and then I would lash out. When I was, thankfully, much younger, things that I look back on now that I think are so silly that I would be so embarrassed about now yelling and punching something and doing something like that, that from my perspective now is so immature and so silly and doesn't solve the problem. Doesn't solve the root problem. (laughs) Probably a much unhealthier version of complaining that I talked about. Doesn't solve the problem. So that's something I've worked on a lot in my life. I'd like to think now I do not have very many temperamental outbursts. I don't have very many knee-jerk reactions like that. But those are the sorts of things we're talking about. I've kind of rambled on a little bit with this family time. But I want us to get something out of identifying our issues. It's not just an airing of grievances. It's not just complaining. It's not transferring blame to other people or other situations and feeling like we're locked into those scenarios. It's about honestly identifying the situational things that do cause us stress or trauma or just challenge. And it's about 
being open and honest about our own issues that we want to address. Not worried about what someone else tells us we should be working on. It's our own opinions for ourselves. What do we want to work on? That's it. That's how we're starting our look at responsible decision making. We're not even putting anything into practice right now. We're just trying to dig a little deeper and be honest about the issues in our lives because we all have them. And that's a unifying thing. Have a great week. Much love. The blog post for this week is sometimes it's easy, sometimes it ain't. I wrote this post when I was struggling to think of something to write. Which happens frequently, but maybe not as frequently as it used to. Because of the process I tried to implement. There are times when I'm being creative and things just flow. I slip into that flow state where if I'm drawing, I can just sit and sketch and draw and hours pass. When I'm writing, that the words are flowing out of me and I can barely keep up with my thoughts as I'm typing. And it genuinely feels like I'm channeling something that already exists. That the story I'm writing is already out there in the ether and I'm just trying to put it down, to capture it. That's a lot of fun. I really enjoy those aspects of creativity because it's something I can lose myself in. Sometimes, though, I don't feel that way. There are times I just have to sit down and write even when I don't want to sit down and write. And I've come to realize that's probably the most important time for me to do it when I don't want to, when it's not easy, where I have to just sit down and hammer something out, even if I think it's complete trash, that it's not cohesive, it doesn't seem to make sense, I don't really even know what the point is I'm trying to make, but I'm putting in the work and I'm going through the process. I've learned the value in that. I get a lot of joy out of the times when it is coming easily, but I gain a lot of grit and perseverance when it's not easy when I have to just go through the process. And after doing that, having done that again and again and again in so many aspects of my life, it becomes easier. The next time that I hit one of those 
spots where things just aren't clicking creatively. It's not, not all coming together. I can sit down and put in the work and realize something's going to happen. I'm going to come up with something. And it may be it may be buried under a bunch of schlock, but maybe I finally hit one line that I really like, that I connect with, and I say, okay, there's something, there's an idea, and I wouldn't have got it if I wouldn't have went digging for it, if I wouldn't have mined those ideas and got to the jewel that was buried under there. That's such an important process. And it's true of anything we want to do in our lives. If I don't feel like working out, don't feel like exercising, I know that's the most important time to just get up and go to work and do something. To do some sort of exercise. Because... Forcing myself to do it when I don't want to do it makes it easier the next go around. And over time, it builds habits. Then I don't have so many of those instances where I don't have ideas when I'm writing, where I don't want to go work out. It just becomes a part of what I do and who I am. It becomes really a and almost a need that I have to fill. But it starts with recognizing sometimes it's not going to be easy. Often in life, things aren't easy. The most important things aren't easy. But if we attack those things with the understanding That that's part of the deal. That it's going to be difficult. We're going to gain something from it. And I think that's so fulfilling and so rewarding. And it leads to so much knowledge about ourselves. It allows us to grow. So just keep that in mind. Whatever it is you want to do in life, your goals, your aspirations, there's going to be certain things that do come easily because you love them and you're passionate about them and that's great. We should gravitate towards those things that just turn us turn us on, that light us on fire. But even in those things that we really love, there's going to be difficult components where it just just isn't clicking. And that's the time. That's the most important time to double down and say, I'm just going to put the work in. I'm going to believe in the process. I'm going to live and grow in this thing. That's what it's about. Stay focused on what you want. It's okay when it's not easy. It's good that it's not easy. This week's episode is brought to you by plants. Like people, 
if people didn't destroy the environment and actively kill each other. Now, from me to you, we talked about our issues this week. It's an important thing to consider in our lives. What are we really dealing with? What are the things that are weighing us down? Both situationally and internally. What are some things we want to work on for ourselves? What are some things in our lives that maybe need addressing? Sometimes it's about fixing some of those situations. Sometimes we have to eliminate some things. That's okay too. Take some time this week to be honest about your issues. And don't approach it as complaining of just just airing things out and wanting the attention for those complaints. Look at them as things we're actually going to address to move your life in the direction you want it to go. And don't worry about what other people think you should do. What do you want to do? How do you want to learn and grow? And remember, there is help out there. There are organizations like the Washburn Center for Children that we highlighted this week in our Good News segment. There are resources available. There are helpers even in the most difficult times of our lives. Remember that the journey's not going to be easy, but that's a good thing. The most important and significant things in our lives aren't easy. Hopefully there's some aspects of things that, that we just connect with because it's in there. That's when it is easy. But the process is going to be difficult, at least at times. And that's when it's most important for us to put our head down and put some work in. Have a great week. Love yourself. Love each other. Love the fight. (laughs) 